It's a mean age. But it is going to be a beautiful future as long as we don't f*** it up. I'm Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream, where I bring you unfiltered comedy, criticism, philosophy, and politics with a Mean Age Daydream. Welcome, everybody, to Mean Age Daydream, the show that you dream about in your waking hours and your nightmares. And I am uh, joined today with a very special guest, a man that I have done many shows with, although many of them behind the paywall. Of course, we can talk about our our different Pride memberships, the Downers Club, of course, but that is the one and only Dan Smots from The System Is Down show. Dan, hello. Oh, I don't know about this, Brian. I think we're going to get in some trouble. Uh, hey, what's up? Um, yeah, sad day. Sad topic. Sad to hear, but fuck him. Who cares? It is, yeah. What Dan is referring to is that uh, he had made me aware of the firing of Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty. And Dan and I have had a long, it's got to be a couple of years at least, we were doing recaps over at, uh, you know, we called it Rotten Potatoes, which is your film and TV review uh, aspect of the system is down. But yeah. we do our Rotten Potatoes. We were doing South Park recaps back when South Park was on regularly and not just on Paramount Plus, which I have no idea if it's coming back in Comedy Central or not. But we also would do Rick and Morty. And we started getting into it, I think, after I did some early reviews on my show talking about how Rick and Morty was, in my opinion, at the time, the most libertarian show on TV, or at least had the most libertarian character, which was one Rick Sanchez. It was so, so short-lived and I know. fell off so quick. And then we fell off so quick at actually paying attention to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's really, that does speak to how shitty the show got. Yeah. The fact that we, you know, the fact that we greatly enjoyed doing the recap shows. I mean, it was fun spotting the theme, spotting the, you know, the anarchism of, of Rick, because- right. Just to, to give people an idea out there, I don't know how many people, you know, I, on on Twitter, we're talking about it. And some people said they had never watched an episode. Fine and good. But I would say the first couple seasons, highly worth watching. I mean, yeah. you've got the smartest man in the world who is a mad scientist, you know, goes about his way fighting against government overreach, fighting against rules, fighting against societal norms, fighting against everything that really you could kind of get behind as a, a, an anarchist and culminating in episodes where he takes out the entire monetary system because it's a fiat currency based in nothing. So, right. I mean, you know, Dan, where do you think it started to hit the wall and we lost that beautiful time? I just, I kind of just feel like they had such a grand idea like at the beginning they were just throwing so much into it and i feel like they just kind of ran out of ideas but they're like this is the first like adult swim like mega hit like adult swim has like small things like aqua teen and stuff like that but mm. this is the first thing that's been like pop culture major hit and so it, it like i feel like they just ran out of ideas like uh, which sometimes that's good when they're doing like the ca intergalactic cable TV or whatever. And uh, they're just doing like the riffs and stuff. That's funny and good and all, but uh, the actual story and plot really just like fizzled out and became really apparent that they're just like, we got to keep doing this because it's a cash cow, but right. we're not really sure what to do with it. So more clones, more loops in time. And like, it just got, it got boring. Yeah. I, I almost feel like anytime you get into the time travel concept, you've already jumped the shark. 
Right. You know, there's just too many damn shows that rely on that. that. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, it's like it, the, the irony that you cannot come back. To that. You cannot go back to the future. Right. But it's just like, yeah, the go-to fallback option is time travel. And but it's kind of it like, like, I, I don't know, not to dog on Marvel Comics, but like even in Star Wars and a lot of these like major franchises and stuff like that that are great. It's like as soon as somebody comes back to life, death means nothing. So you have no point. Yes. Like there is no struggle here because people yeah, can just no be stakes. brought back to life. Right. right. Yeah. And that is very much Rick and Morty. They right. always can be brought back from death at any time. I mean, that was actually one of the jokes of the show is that Rick Sanchez was such a nihilist because he always knew he could come back from death at any point in time. He didn't believe in an afterlife because he didn't have to. Right. So he could live his life. He could he could he could go very much anti uh, YOLO. And uh, those, you know, you always live forever. And there were no consequences to his actions as the smartest man in the world who could always either outthink, outplan, or just resuscitate himself a million times over. Yeah. But, you know, to your point about this being a cash cow, is anything more obvious that Comedy Central views it as a cash cow that they cannot let die when <laughs> you are keeping the show going without one of the co-creators, co-founders, and probably, I'm guessing, probably the, the man who came up with the concept for Rick and Morty. And I think Dan was. Harmon was probably, yeah. He, had, he, he, he made the, the original, yeah, he does both voices of both main characters, and he is the one who made uh, the, it was just like a little short, and it was called, what was it? What are the guys from uh, a- angry science man and, and yeah, molested child it was like it was like marty and uh doc rip off of, of that and then uh dan Harmon picked it up and they co-created it but yes he is like the two main characters the title of the show is him and a whole lot of the extras are him i'm sure as well and a lot of the uh um like the improv the jokes and the right. the random shit that, that makes the show funny sometimes um that's him too i'm sure yeah, exactly right. I mean, the fact that Rick Sanchez, the main character, is constantly, he has a, a very intentional, well, it probably wasn't started as intentional, but a stuttering way of speaking. Both he, both Sanchez and Morty have it, and yeah. it's very much a Justin Roiland a tick of his delivery style and comedy, because you also see it in Solar Opposites. It's this kind of way where they interrupt everything. It's like, well, uh, let me tell you something. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like kind of, yeah. I think maybe that's half improv. Maybe that's intentional. It's also the constant burping that Rick Sanchez does. Yeah. And while you can encapsulate that in a voice actor who has been trained and has practiced to do it, and that's what they're saying is that they're going to find, I guess, I guess the Twitter people and the Redditors have decided there's a uh, some person that can do a good enough job to sub in. I, I would imagine they were just like flipping through TikTok, watching impersonators, and they're like, that guy's <laughs> good enough. And good enough. Uh, we, we can get on pennies for the dollar, too. <laughs> I, I did some background digging today on like what he did or what he's accused of and all yeah, that. And yeah. also like some interviews where he's even talking about like um as far as like the voices and stuff go. Um I don't know if it is I, I don't know if they will be able to pull it off. I think it will probably be a mess, but uh um Justin Roiland even said has said like I've got like three characters. Like they're all basically the same character with a different a slightly different tone. So it right. wouldn't be that difficult to replace them in the voice uh alone as long as Dan Harmon can pick up, you know, the slack on the comedic stuff, uh however Justin was filling in that capacity. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it's the improvisational skills that are going to be really a, a question mark. And we see this so often with, te- with especially comedy shows. When the original creators become removed from a show, like American Dad is one show I'll throw out as an example. The Simpsons is another one. When the original creators, the original writers are in there, you have these great content. Because a lot of the writing is done by the creators in the early stages. Right. As you get away from that, 
you get The Simpsons, which just becomes a, uh, you know, self-flagellating fuckfest of leftist wokery. When I was watching some early seasons of The Simpsons recently, up until mid, you know, probably 10 seasons in, that show was shockingly pretty pretty much in the middle. I mean, it was very yeah. centrist in its views. It was striking back against government and government overreach. It had very, you know, a lot of anti-taxation themes, a lot of anti-regulation just reasonable. themes. reasonable. Right. Just, just rational, like normal people thoughts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. There's the everyday American family that are dealing with this horse shit. And now, of course, it's changed. because They've gotten too far away. Same with Rick and Morty. You know, as you have more writers come on, especially when you're hiring, typically you're hiring these younger, you know, millennials coming up or even younger than that. It's going to get away from the key concepts. It's going to get diluted. And they're also, you know, obviously with side projects going on as Justin Roiland had three, at least two with Hulu alone, which he's yeah. now been let go of as well. He ran a video uh, game company too, that just put right. out a game that he got removed from or left. Uh, uh, is he getting yes, removed from these resigned. places or is he resigning? Squanch games he resigned from and Squanch, of course, is a reference to Squanchy from Rick and Morty, right. the cat. Uh, he resigned from Squanch games proactively. Hulu, had ended its relationship with him for Solar Opposites and Koala Man, which I didn't even realize he was a part of. I didn't even, I've never even heard of, about Koala Man before today. <laughs> I, I saw it, it literally just popped up in my Hulu recommended feed. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? But yeah. he is now long, no longer a part of it. So, but the question is, you know, again, how can they replace that aspect of what he brings? Even though there is a new writing staff and the show's gotten shittier, how much shittier will it get is really, I think, right. the only question that can be asked about Rick and Morty at this point. Yeah, and it really makes me want to get back into doing the recaps again. We're going to have to at least start right. on the I, I on the agree. new one just to recap to see to, to, to weigh if it actually holds water. Um, and then we'll probably fall off again, but whatever. Yeah. Um, well, and by the way, you people can hear those recaps if you go to Lions of Liberty uh, Pride, go to patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or Lions of Liberty dot locals. Or, of course, you could join the Downers Club over at the system is down dot TV. That's where our, uh, our special patreon.com forward slash the system is down. There you go. Yeah. So there you have it. But yeah, I agree. I think we have to now just because of this of this change. Yeah. It it kind of it, it kind of blows to have to do that, you know, that it's like well, that's what that's what brings us back in, not good content, not good news, but the fact that it's going to be so awful that we have to go back diving in. It's like right. it's like going back to date an ex when she gets worse looking, <laughs> fatter, dumber and you're like, "All right, baby, let's give it another shot." Let's just I mean, it's not really so much dating her as it is like, you know, spying on her on Instagram or something. And being right. like, oh, well, let's see how bad this is. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and going about your day. Um, glad, glad I moved on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I'm like when Roseanne got kicked off of Roseanne, yep. oddly enough, um, it's kind of a similar situation where they kept it going. And that show, the Connors, like we did. Not you and I, but I think Craig and I did like a brief recap of the first couple episodes of the Connors and we we're like, okay, let's see where this goes. I'm um, just peeking in on it. Not that I was a big Roseanne fan or anything, but uh, like, how bad is this going to be? And then, um, yeah, it, it, I I was like, there's no way this is going to last more than like half a season. And it's like uh, on what? Two, season two or I, three or something. Right? I am equally shocked by that. I refused to watch a single episode of it because I thought it was absurd that Roseanne was removed from it on a show that she created and you know again who, who have you met in tweet. real life who have you met in real life who's like did you catch that episode of the connors last night like is never, anybody watching nobody. this show or is it just out of spite that they're keeping it going and just taking the hit 
I think it's like, you know, that CNN had all those people watching it in airports. I think that yeah. CBS, which I think is what it's on, is just on all the time in old folks' homes. And they're just racking up the views. I swear to God, that's the case. Because I also don't know anybody who watches NCIS, any of them, yet they have 400 of them and they're always on. (laughs) But to your point about Roseanne being removed, it made me think of Roseanne getting fired. But at least that one was in the public. You could see that she did it. It's her account. She 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 tweeted it, right? right? She fucked up. With this, it reminds me of Johnny Depp. Right. Who Johnny Depp got fired from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He got basically blackballed because Amber Heard, who seems like a manipulative, psychopath, violent, you know, very violent woman. Yeah. Just a horrible bitch who shits in the bed. Yes. Yes. She's a bed shitter. (laughs) And she's a violent woman with a history of having fights, violent fights with her exes. Johnny Depp does not. Yet he was fired proactively because hashtag believe all women. Right. Now he has been exonerated, at least in the public court of opinion and in the courts of law, because she had to pay him way more than he had to pay her. And now he's getting his jobs back. It reminds me of that, though, in that they fired him before any of this stuff really got heard. And now you've got a situation where Justin Roiland is getting getting canned for something that happened, number one, in 2020. Mm -hmm. So why why wait two years to figure out? Well, not maybe fire we should him. talk about what actually uh, transpired okay, yeah, yeah. because uh, that uh, I agree with you, and I'm like you know innocent till proven guilty and all that, but I can also see the other side of this because this one gets pretty gross, and there's a lot. I feel like I didn't follow Johnny Depp on that closely, but I feel like there's a lot more condemning evidence in this one with all their their chats and their text messages to underage kids and stuff like that. Well, uh, well, see, I'm not even. I'm just looking at the ones that are alleging abuse. That, I'm not even talking oh, about yeah. the underage kid stuff. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's a. Well, there was the domestic issue that that right. had, that is the court case that's coming up or something like that that he's kept hush hush for the last couple of years and nobody even knew about until now. Um, now that it's coming public, some people have came forward and there's been I don't know three, four, five uh, different girls who have been like. Uh, here's the messages where he was messaging me when I was 15. And even that I know can be screen capped or he whatever. He was doing that as the Morty character. And Morty is like, well, that's the creepy thing. This dude has like psychological <laughs> issues because he like, it sounds like he's like literally talking to them in the Morty character in, oh, in a sense that it gets, he'll say things that are like real creepy and real gross and do it in all caps in like Morty speak kind of. And it's like, so he's talking to fans that he, like underage fans that he said he would help them with like their careers and stuff. And he would help them come in and like learn animation or something like that. And so, uh, or he had kind of hinted at that, I guess. I don't know if it was said explicitly, but he's grooming them and everything and uh, saying that uh, once you turn 18, you should become a cam whore and stuff like that. Oh, like, wait, real I did stuff. see that. You're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. He said, he said, once you turn 18, you should just become a sex slave. Right. right? There's sex I slave think those... and cam whore. There's a couple different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, real bad. Um, I, I I don't know. Like, yeah, that stuff, I guess, is provable. You're right. Yeah, that's one. You know, if you're Comedy Central, hard to uh, hard to continue the relationship right. when you do have the groomer aspect. I mean, it's like Chris Elia kind of kind of grooming. Right. Sure. If you were yeah. familiar with his his story, uh, you a know, he's a big stand up comedian who had he was predominantly on a show. And then, yeah, he was Instagramming people and underage girls and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with this, it's like I've gone through some digging and. Uh, I'm like, well, you know, text can be faked or whatever, but these girls like on video, like scrolling through the text messages, clicking on his profile to like showing that it go, the link goes through to his and the, the like, you know, it, 
it's not just screen captures on uh, on Twitter. This is like video of their yeah. thing, which if you were really dedicated to, you know, pulling one over on this guy, maybe sure you could figure out a way to make that happen. But that would be a lot of dedication for these 15 to 18 year olds to figure out. A lot of coordination. It's like Chris Hansen's yeah. making his comeback. He's working hard behind the scenes to set this all up. Yeah. Personally, I think that uh, like I don't like that. I, I don't like the idea of like kicking somebody to the curb uh, based on allegations. But at the same time, I can see why adult swim would be like, well, if this stuff is coming out, and that's why I asked if, um, if, uh, if he resigned, cause maybe he saw like, yeah, this is going to tarnish the entire brand. And it's going to hurt everybody. Maybe he did a noble thing and stepped down. Cause he knew that it was coming down the bike and they didn't really say uh, in the announcement, whether they were firing him or whether he was resigning from Rick and Morty. But um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't like, him having to leave based yeah. on there's nothing, but there's quite a bit there to where if they, I mean, you know, that adult swim or whoever is in charge has seen everything that we've seen much more. And they're like, right. well, that's enough. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so just to say, so Rick and Morty, I was looking at the Twitter earlier. So they said on the Rick and Morty official Twitter, adult swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. Rick and Morty will continue the talented and dedicated crew are hard at work at season seven. So, yeah, like I said, I think <laughs> when they say they're hard at work, the games. When they yeah. say they're hard at work for season seven, it's like that. I think it was what was it on some Jim Carrey movie, but like they're like Enron, where they're like dumping all the paperwork. They're like we're hard yeah. at work on season seven, <laughs> just like rushing fires burning behind the scenes. Like shit, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe the creation of season seven of Rick and Morty? <laughs> Fiery but peaceful, <laughs> right? Mostly peaceful. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I. To your point, yeah, there there definitely is enough to warrant his being let go. And also, Justin, I, I've i also heard that he is a huge prick, by the way. Not has a huge prick, is a sure. huge prick. I have a, uh, I guess a friend of a friend, an acquaintance that is um, good, you know, a good friend of mine, this close relative, is close friends with Justin Roiland. And just every time he said that he's been around the guy, he is just an asshole and a creep. Mm-hmm. So... All of this makes sense that it's coming out, but to your point, you know, if, if they didn't have the text message stuff with the girls, then yeah. I would be a hundred percent against him, you know, against them letting him go. I still though, you know, I know there's a lot of people, this is always the argument they make, right? There's a lot of people that work on these shows. You don't want to take the spoon out of the baby's mouth, you know, by firing the cast and the crew. It's not their fault that the guy's a scumbag. Right. Agreed. But I still think at this point, you don't push forward with the show. You don't try to ruin. If anything, who is going to watch Rick and Morty now uh, and not <laughs> be the, and the first thing they're going to think about the entire time is listening to see if they can right. tell the difference between the voices and then immediately think about Justin Roiland, you know, allegedly right. knocking his girlfriend around and messaging yeah. kids, pornographic <laughs> messages. It's the only thing I'm going to be thinking about. <laughs> it's kind of like the, uh, the Disney Han Solo movie. It's like yeah. decent movie. Actually, the actor was decent. I he agree. didn't, he didn't do a, a Harrison Ford ripoff take. He did his own <laughs> no. take on it or whatever. But the only thing anybody could think about, or the only thing anybody could review or talk about before, after and during was like, that's not Harrison Ford. <laughs> like, yep. It, yep. It, like, even if you make the best Rick and Morty season ever, the only thing people are going to be talking about is that's not him. That's not him. Right. Precisely. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing, though, if it actually was a million times better? That'd be you great. Know, if, uh, it just it just shocks the shit out of us. What, and Dan Harmon was the libertarian the whole time. We didn't <laughs> right. know it. I, I don't believe that for a second, but I would be, <laughs> I I would be glad if he was. Now, the reason 
the main reason, well, there's a couple of reasons, I think, why they would continue doing this without him. And the main one, I think, is because, do you remember a couple of years ago when we only had like two and a half seasons of Rick and Morty or so? And they were like, we're signing Rick and Morty up for like 10 seasons or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. we're signing them on forever. It's like a freaking 10 year contract or something. And they have to maintain that. There's also the obvious issue of this is a billion dollar, uh, you know, cash cow for adult yep. swim that they don't have anywhere else so like sure i guess give it a shot it kind of reminds me ironically of what did you ever watch community dan yeah. Harmon show yep 100%. so there was like a season in there or two where they let dan Harmon go <laughs> and he was like yeah. the brains behind the whole thing and those seasons just sucked ass and then they brought him back for the final season and it was great and then it wrapped up well and all that like this well, is kind well, of the same funny. thing Dan Harmon's got his own, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but he's got his own demons, too, that yeah. he's been, I can't remember if it's tying in with, um, again, something being abusive. I think it was some like verbal abusiveness or something like that to fans, or I, I can't yeah, remember the exact context. I think it was something to where he kind of pressured somebody on the cast of Community. I don't remember who, but into he- Into sex, like an in, assistant- well, he was like pushing them toward it and they felt the pressure because he's a man in power, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, they said something about it and he came out and was very clear and apologized. Um, and I think as, like, as much as we say, like, never apologize to these people or whatever, like, dude fucked up. He apologized for it in a very respectful way. Um, he did. I think he had some things in the past of like, was it him that had like sketch things that were kind yes. of pedo-ish yes he did have ped pedophile sketch like things. a yes like a doll or something that he did things with or Which something I, like that. and i remember seeing the video and thinking to myself you know what it's weird but it's not really that bad i i, I mean i again but i have a very my it sense a of humor is very whatever <laughs> well it's true I mean, look yeah. even james gunn is rebooting the dc comics universe right. now he's ceo of dc studios and he had a ton of pedophile jokes on his Twitter that he got right. canceled for for a little bit and got brought back. Personally, I'm glad. I thought it was ridiculous that people yeah. were trying to cancel for it. So to the same, you know, to Dan uh, Harmon. I mean, as comedy, a conspiracy comedy, guy, uh, as a conspiracy guy, I believe all these people are probably pedophiles. So, um, oh, I'm with fine. you there. Don't get me wrong. But until I'm they're not proven guilty, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm saying the jokes are fine. <laughs> so, like, as a fan of Dan Harmon's stuff, and I loved his uh, the Dungeons Dragons thing that he did, Harmon Quest. That was right, like yeah. one of my favorite shows. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of his work and everything, but like, I don't know, seeing the the old sketch and things, there's a part of me that's like, obviously, like innocent till proven guilty. That's just a crass joke that I don't appreciate. Fine. But also in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's also a part of all of this shit where all this stuff's being covered up. I mean, even like Justin Roiland, like people in the industry seem to be acting like, oh, yeah, we knew that he was a creep. We knew like that's mm -hmm. how it always is. We knew it was an open secret that he was fucking kids or whatever. It's like, <laughs> OK, well, it's your problem now. It's your fault. <laughs> like you right. didn't do anything about it either. I mean, that it reminds me of the Weinstein stuff, honestly. And, you know, I'd taken the position during it that, yeah, what he did was terrible. Right. And of course, there's a new Weinstein movie coming out now, which I'm not going to watch. And who gives a fuck? But yeah. I, you know, it's horrible that he pressured these chicks into doing these things. What's equally horrible was that there were chicks that are more than happy to do these things. And also that all of these women got ahead by doing those things right. and didn't to tell anybody, didn't warn anybody. The it was again, an open secret, right? And then, right. And okay, so you guys are complicit in basically the mall station ring. It, you are complicit in it. If you knew about it and didn't stop it, you are part of what happened here. And yet you want to go out there and tell everybody that you were the victim and how horrible it was from your fucking mansion that you bought with the $80 million you made in the film industry after sucking his dick. 
Absolutely. Let's look at this from a different perspective. I'm, I'm concerned about the sexism of men not having the opportunity to get ahead in these industries now that you've taken Kevin Spacey off the map. Like, what, who, whose dick do I got to suck to get ahead in this business? And I, and I, I might again, be a little, I, I might be a little old for his taste, but maybe, maybe <laughs> not, man. He's getting up there in age. He can't move as spry. He needs a slower man to, to, to hump, hump up and down right. the linoleum. But I thought Easier the same thing. I was like, I, to the to your point, I, I, at the same time, while I was like, you know, it's ridiculous these women didn't come forward. I really, if somebody is voluntarily going to exchange sex for a favor, yeah. I mean, if somebody came, if Weinstein came up to me and went, he's like, hey, you know, put your mouth on this cock, you're a $20 million movie star, done, done right. tomorrow, <laughs> done in a second. Yeah, it's the libertarian way. I mean, if there's a contractual agreement or a verbal, verbally contractual agreement of you perform this and I will do this, eh, okay. Well, if you agree yep. to perform it, okay. Yep, exactly. Well, you know, okay. So, anything else you want to add? Well, so, I will say this, and I've got a couple other news topics we can just kind of get sure. into too. I know you're up on your news, but just to give you guys uh, some more insight into this, so Justin Roiland, he has a lawyer who has said they are. They, first off, he pled not guilty in 2020. Right. To the battery situation. To the battery. Yeah. And, and what, I'll say exactly what he was charged with. So two domestic, two charges for alleged, alleged, excuse me, domestic violence that occurred in 2020. And this is, uh, again, he pleaded not guilty. One felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment, that false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. I'm not sure exactly what that means. That's a that's a big cluster of words like really menace, is. violence, fraud, or deceit. Like those are imprisonment by deceit. That's an that's a fun one. I I'm pretty sure I things. have imprisoned people by deceit before, <laughs> just by fucking with people and being like, just wait right here for a minute. I'll come back to get you in my car in five minutes, and then just drive you know driven right. home to fuck with them. Right. So they're technically in prison. This but is they're probably something like. I mean, if I had to guess. I, I don't know what it, imprisonment would probably mean, like not letting him leave the home or locking That's, him in a room or something. Yeah, like he's like, like his girlfriend wants to leave and he's blocking. Not like the he's door locking her in a dungeon or something like that. That this no, could I sound mean, like it, it could be a girl with the could dragon. Be. I don't know. Sex guy. dungeon situation. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, discount that. Probably House speaking to hill. her like lemon grab from uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Adventure Time. <laughs> Do I need this dungeon? And uh, throws down. Dungeon. The no. <laughs> That's by the way, just while we're, <laughs> while we're on that topic, while we're talking about adventure time, I loved adventure time. I, I re- enjoyed the living shit out of it. Right. Have you seen the latest episodes on HBO max? Oh no. Are they, do they suck? Yeah, they do. Oh, fuck. They woke it up. <laughs> they woke the shit out oh. of it. Um, I'll just tell you this princess Bubblegum and She's the vampire lesbian. queen are now lesbians. Yes. Yeah. They're lesbians in a relationship for no. And again, I, I, I've talked about some other show. I feel like they kind of hinted at it before, but they never went there, really. Well, Princess Bubblegum kind of liked Finn, the human, for right. a while. He liked her, and there was... It, I mean, they can dance around it, but it never was out. They never said anything with Marceline, because she had a boyfriend on the show, a vampire ex-boyfriend that was a man, so they never hinted that she was a lesbian. It just seemed utterly contrived that all of a sudden, in this new show, they're just together as a lesbian couple. Right. It just seemed too, okay, everybody's doing it, so so should now we. Now it's time of, for the lesbian, or the, the yeah. LGBTQ stuff, yes. Yeah, um, exactly. Velma it up. Yeah, Velma is another horrible one. I don't know if you heard my <laughs> review of that, but unwatchable. Unwatchable shit. Uh, I did it last episode. I did a, a review about it. So nice. anyway... Long story short, we'll see. I think we should definitely do our uh, our reviews and see how this new season shapes up. 
I don't know what time it's. I don't know when it's supposed to debut though. I didn't catch that. Do you? Uh, do you know? Oh, I bet they're uh, probably pushing it back at this point. There's probably not even a release date. I would imagine with all this stuff coming out. So yeah. they're working they've hard gotta, on their their tire fires back there. <laughs> they've got to audition. They've got to go through all the TikTokers to yep. see who can be the best fit. Yep. All right. Well, let's pivot then, because speaking of people being coerced, uh, misled or, uh, you know, deceitfully kept or forced into things. Well, Hunter Biden's back in the news. Did you see the latest on Hunter Biden? I just came out, uh, I think yesterday. Well, let me fill you in, please. So Justin, uh, oh, not Justin, (laughs) Justin (laughs) Roiland and Hunter Biden are in a a homosexual relationship. It's a, it's a great new sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) The oddest couple. Lots of kids in it. A lot of kids, a big, big opportunities for child actors out there. Parents, get your kids to the audition couch right. immediately. It's a little tiny audition couch. It's like in one of those little playhouses. It's a love seat. So, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is an exclusive from the Daily Mail said Hunter Biden set uh, threatened to withhold cash from his assistant's pay if she didn't FaceTime him naked. And he told her to set up a phone so he could spy on her in the shower. Hmm. She is the fourth employee with whom he has had a sexual relationship. And let's see. (laughs) Hold on. I'm I'm clicking through this article right now. Is this her word or is this like another laptop or something that we found? Oh, God. This And it's the the link to this story, which I haven't even seen. Hunter's stripper baby Mana was an assistant. Oh, interesting. So Hunter's the woman he had a, a baby with. Okay. Uh, who is not allowed to have his, his name, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but Hunter Biden is suing nice. to stop the child from using the Biden name because he says <laughs> they'll try to take advantage of it. You know, only he's uh, allowed to do that. Right. Based. But uh, she worked for him, I guess, <laughs> on some capacity. Yeah. So getting back to this main one. So shocking text between the president's son and his young assistant. He was 52. She was 29. Eh, young. Mm, youngish. Yeah. Show Hunter asking for sex sessions and sending her cash via Apple Pay after she pleaded that she was struggling to make went make rent make went went like Elmer Fudd. She- <laughs> yes, uh, the woman who they are not identifying worked as an assistant at Hunter's law firm Owasco in 2018 and 2019, and the uh, documents on his laptop show that he put his lover and his brother's widow on the pay- company payroll, as well as her sister, <laughs> with whom he also had an affair. That's fun. <laughs> mm. Shocking. Shocking. He also, he also hired his daughter's basketball coach. So anyway, <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. So yeah. anyway, um, he had pressured her. Let's see. He pressured her into uh, into showing the pictures. And he said, quote, you're as beautiful to me inside as you were obviously are on the outside. Miss you much. Feel uh, horrible for having treated you poorly when you sent her the money. And should I share the text messages? We can we can enjoy yes. them together. Hold on. Let me see if I can try to get this as large. Every time I, I swear to God. You're as I beautiful on the inside as you are on the outside. And I know because I've seen both. I'm watching you right now, actually. Oh, God damn. Hold <laughs> on. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I need to try to get these texts larger. And they're just not that big well i'll try to share my screen anyway and hopefully you can see them sure but i'll scroll through and just read them to you guys that works here we go okay so here's the text you know we've got does this work he sends her a thousand dollars on apple pay does this work for small stuff she says anything i appreciate it i've been scraping by the last month and then he says i'll uh i'll make up for <laughs> god his belly's terrible i will bake up for back pay you have to make up for back work by. FaceTiming me and or going to our next club party. 
And then she says, when can you FaceTime? Then he sends $500. She, she's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, we can FaceTime. Exactly. That's safe. Send I, I, money. Will not be going, I will not be going to the eyes wide shut club party <laughs> right. that you uh, are so fond of, Hunter. Yep. So it says, when can you FaceTime? If we FaceTime, the rule has to be no talk of anything but sex. And we must be naked. And we have to do whatever the other person asks within reason. <laughs> And by the way, this is all within reason. Out. We're already past reason, Hunter. Like reason was this description. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this is playing out like somebody on it, like a cam girl. He's asking her to do things and then right. hitting her with money. So he sends her $500. Then he sends her $750 after saying, this is how we're going to do the FaceTime. He says, deal. She says, when can you talk? I can do it later tonight. He says, anytime. And then she says, he's, he texts her later on that night. Hey, hon, I'm in the middle of, wor of working out on the track. I can FaceTime you later. He says, cool, try me, and I'm awake. I'll answer immediately. She then showers up. She says, I just got home. I look like a troll. I'm going to shower, then FaceTime you. He asks her to set up the nose. Set up nose. I can spy on you showering. Set phone up nose. <laughs> he, he texts like a crackhead. Yes. Yes. Oh. Every single like like exchange that I've ever read of him like is just... It's just Impossible. him. It's his hands shaking, and he's trying yes. to type, but his hands are shaking too much trying to light the crack pipe <laughs> while smoking. Set, set phone up, nose. I can that, say, <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> so I can spy you showering. Your yeesh sexiest woman I've ever been with, troll, <laughs> not possible, because she said she looks like a troll. Right. All right. So that is a little time. I was expecting to be like, troll, I'm, I'm into that sort of thing. Just get on. Uh, right. <laughs> desperate. So how, two how hours is a man with by. that much money this fucking desperate? Always. Like, uh, why is he spending thousands crack, and thousands dude. of dollars? That's the crack. It's just, a, I'm telling you, when you're on that much crack and drugs, he probably hasn't slept for days and days, and he just wants what he wants right then, right? Like, his dick and his crack pipe are <laughs> equally hot, and he's got a hand around each one, and he's going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you can just tell. He's up. He's been up waiting for two hours now. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll be off. here. I'll be here smoking yeah. crack. I'll, I'll be here whenever you're ready, literally. Dude, uh, he I don't literally have a real job. Because he texts her back. He's like, hey, are you okay after two hours? Because she hasn't FaceTimed him. He says, calling you now. No, I've been trying to put this lingerie on, and it's so annoying. I finally got it on. <laughs> two hours, she would put lingerie on, laundry. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not the smartest cookie either. Can't figure out the teddy. Yep. So then we go. I mean, she's obviously leading him on. She might be pretty smart. She's just milking him for money. Yeah, and it gets funnier, too, because, look, he's uh, he's like, it's you. Oh, my God. Three seconds at a time. Restart your phone. So I guess it keeps cutting in and out, which is her probably <laughs> doing up the it. old trick where she's like, Hunter, it's not working. I'm masturbating through a tunnel right now. Sorry. All right. So then he says, restart your phone. I'll do the same. We try again. And again, he's he is literally cam girling her. He sends her twenty dollars. You're gorgeous. Where are you in the world? Ten dollars. Trash truck. Trash truck. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know either. Maybe that means something like uh, titty fuck. Is he trying to say titty fuck? I don't. Know. I love your hair and pretty much everything else. Can I see your beautiful ass? He sends her twenty five dollars. Amazing. <laughs> Show me how you play with yourself. When you're alone, sends her a hundred dollars. That's when we she have a got in the elevator and said, I can't, oh, wait. I can't hear you. Hold he on. The best part's coming. The best part's coming. We can have a contest to see who comes first. If you win, you get a hundred. And if I win, just everybody wins. Beautiful. <laughs> you're the sexiest ever. Yada, yada, yada. She should have taken that bet. I mean, he's probably <laughs> came like 25 times today on his crack high or something. Just oh. waiting for this moment. It's just dust flies out and, and <laughs> yes. covers the phone when he comes. Yep. Uh, well, this one, we'll see if this one, cocaine. yeah, we'll see if this, uh, you know, probably not a lot of ads going to be placed on this one. Um, 
with the content we're talking about. But who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put. I'll, maybe I'll see if I can get some pods. You know, like I'll put uh, keywords in, like uh, you know, sex to like, try to get like dildo ads and stuff like that <laughs> in the podcast. Spotify could take care of that for me. Blue chew so, ads, blue chew and yeah, cocaine. Oh, yeah. Hunters, hunters uh-huh. mix. Um, now I, I'm curious, like, where did you hear about this? Because I'm I'm just surprised that today. I missed it. Okay, I know. I, I I think I was just heard it either clicking through on uh, Twitter. I think it just it came up. Hunter Biden it was trending early in the morning. Okay. And I caught it right when I right when I was probably taking a dump, you know, nice. that's when I do my best thinking and reading. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was trending early. Now, I had done a little good morning fuckhead rant, you know, which is like my, my morning rant show I do for the uh, the paying peoples mm-hmm. on the Patreon. And I had theorized like it, it seems to have disappeared a little bit, but it was a Daily Mail exclusive. Probably other people have to pick it up, verify it. My theory is that these things are going to continue to come out more and more. Because they're going to get to the point where Joe Biden will be pressured enough from Hunter Biden from, and I think they're going to find a definitive connection between Hunter Biden, Joe oh, yeah. Biden, and they're going to find a money trail that's going to force him to either resign in shame or just say, I'm not going to run anymore. But my theory is that these things aren't being censored. They're being reported and it'll be echoed in the liberal media too, because they want they Joe the Biden gone. Storm coming. Yeah. Yeah, they, they exactly. They want to get him out. They want to get out get out from behind this fucking, you know, stuttering train of of idiocy and get, you know, another dickhead like Gavin Newsom up in there. But I think you're going to see no more, you know, the gloves are off. Let all these stories come out and get reported on. Do you really think they'll try Gavin Newsom? Yes. I think he's trying. I he's look, he's got deep relations with Pelosi's family, with all the biggest, you know, rich political families in California. And I don't know who else they'd put forward. I mean, I thought Joe Manchin would make a lot of sense, but I haven't heard anything about him running. Yeah. Kamala Harris is dead in the water. She sucks. Would would Kamala even want to run? Oh, for sure. Like she's she's too stupid. She's too stupid to realize how unpopular. And I suppose if Joe Biden is convinced that he's still running, I I guess that she would probably be in the same boat. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly right. So I think that she'll she'll try. But I think she'll if he's out of there, though, then she's got to go through the primaries. And I don't think she'll win the primaries. No, you know, I I don't think she'll get through in in any way, shape or form. I I think she'll get slaughtered in the debates again. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. It's, It's it's sports. It's annoying that you sports nerds uh, get like sports every Sunday or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And uh, us, like precious eagles, us uh, normal nerds, or I don't know, more autistic nerds or something. Um, <laughs> like we get it once every two to four years. It's quite depressing, but uh, can't oh, wait. I, the, whoever they put up, Gavin Newsom, great. Let's go for it. Put up the guy who was like uh, almost forced out of his position as governor. And, uh, you know, yeah. The guy yeah, that, that barely that only won the other guy that only won the recall election because Larry Elder was his opposition and he galvanized people, you know, because it was it, honestly, I believe this with my, every fiber of my being. If Larry Elder had not run that, that Gavin Newsom would have been replaced, he would have been replaced by some other idiot Democrat, but yeah. he would have been replaced. Sure. Uh, but they galvanized people against Larry Elder to vote for Gavin Newsom because they didn't want supposed racist larry elder black black racist uh elite larry elder son of a janitor so you think because the republicans had a decent guy in place they were like well we can't have that still the lesser of two evils is gavin newsom yep 
That is exactly what happened. And every liberal media outlet, which is all the media outlets in California, except for, you know, maybe one, had unanimously done a smear campaign against him. The LA Times smear campaign against the uh, black face of white was, supremacy. Yes. Amen. That's exactly right. <laughs> and same thing with the San Francisco you know, Chronicles. Any every big paper wrote about him. You know, Bakersfield, California was probably the only one that didn't. So, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So Hunter Biden. Uh, you know, once again, causing all sorts of fun. And I as I said, it will be fun to watch. Now, I mean, the other thing it's I, burning down. We might as well have a Hunter Biden and a Donald Trump and a Gavin Newsom on our way out just for the entertainment value alone. Uh, I agree. I mean, give me all of it. It's like yep. a, it's like the World Series of egomaniacal dipshits. It's like uh, a reality TV show where everybody's fucking retarded. Yes, that <laughs> I'd watch that. The crossover with MILF Island gets real weird, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Last thing, speaking of real weird, you've probably seen this. You probably have talked about it already. I didn't see what I didn't see what the show you put out the last day or two has been about, but I uh, I will share this video of a groundbreaking performance from Finland where the oh, very yes. first oh, transgender it. national figure skater <laughs> has made her debut. Breaking the glass and, ceiling. Yeah, breaking the glass ceiling <laughs> and almost breaking the ice several times. So here yep. we go. Let me play this video. So you're not going to be able to understand it, but there's a, a transgender athlete, and I put athlete in giant quotes, looks like about a 55-year-old man who is um, dressed as a woman and has got to be, well, I would say, a, uh, 175 pounds, slowly skates around in a circle at this event, and this is a national representative of figure skating falls over and then cannot get up literally lying on the ice cannot get off of her knees without help from a flag bearer who hands a 60 pound flag bearer no less yeah like come on get up exactly this this barely again you know i'll rewind it a little bit and you so we can continue to watch this performance if you can't get your ass off the ice after falling over and you're so this person's always skating around this, the the rink at what five to seven miles an hour tops. If you can't get your fat ass off the ice after falling, you don't deserve to be representing anybody yeah. in anything, let alone a nation for figure skating. Right. Yeah, we actually talked about this. Uh, me and Craig did on our episode, our morning news episode this morning, and okay. Um, yeah, I, I brought it up briefly. This isn't the debut, actually. There's a video from like two years ago where this individual did like, uh, put on like full geisha costume and pa face paint and everything and did like, uh, this weird like figure skating tribute to China or something like that. Ugh, like, very weird. strange. I don't know the entire context, but that was better than this. Like, I don't know. Did she get the vax in between now and then or what's <laughs> making her so shaky? Trans hashtag trans suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, suddenly falling down is pretty common these days. You never know, but very yeah, shaky on that ice. And I will tell you, my daughter's birthday was this last weekend, and I went ice skating in like 15 degree weather outdoors, mm. and I Better could have gotten that? up much faster than that. And I've done it like yeah. three times in my entire life. I, I mean, it is bizarre to watch this person try to stand up off the ice. I and, and supposedly was, like you said, performed before as a and was a male figure skater. 
what happened in between? Right. I mean, did they get the, the a stroke and, and lose all memory of how to perform figure skating? Had to stand <laughs> did up. They get the I mean, a stroke. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, that's a, that's the yeah. only thing I can think of, right? It's a mind eraser. Did they get a you know, some sort of lobotomy? Yeah, and like, the more confusing thing is like if you're going out there to represent um, in figure skating the LGBTQ movement or whatever your purpose is there, I assume that that's the point here. Um, how hard would it have been to find a gay dude who's like really good at figure skating? Right. In in fact, pay for how, it. You how can hard, pay for it. <laughs> how hard would it have been to find a not gay dude in figure skating? Like any yeah. pick anybody who's out. I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of them at this point. Bring Brian Boitano back or mm -hmm. whoever the fuck, and uh, you know, give him a pride flag and have right. him do it. But and look, I, look, I don't know if this guy has transitioned. Uh, I I didn't see it in the articles. It. It's a it's a man, a former man. Named Marku, excuse me, Marku Pekka Antikainen. And sounds like now a is known name. as Mina Maria Antikainen. Oh, that's better. Or like Antikakin. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, I have no idea if he's transitioned or not. But if not, to your point, well, you know what? Fine, yeah, get a Brian Boitano, get the finished Brian Boitano. And, or trans. And be like, hey, do you want, do you want a transition? There's got trans people who are yeah. great figure skaters. Why did you pick a 59-year-old dude or a farmer, or whatever? A, <laughs> yes. a fucking farmer. <laughs> Yeah, they love know. this shit. You gotta be. You gotta have plenty of those. Uh, that, I, you uh, know, are good at this. You know, it's kind of cracking me up. Is just thinking about this guy who owns a farm. This gal owns a farm, and you know, like the day that he he decided that he's going to become a woman must have been hilarious on the farm when he goes out to feed the horses and the ducks and all. You know, all the animals are just like, "What the fuck is this?" Shit? <laughs> well, <laughs> what the? You know, I like, like the, like Animal Farm. The pig. The pigs are like, "All right, you know what." Now seems to be the time to uh, to revolt, guys. I, th right. <laughs> I think the signs are pretty clear here. <laughs> I, I like the idea that um, in, with all the like diversity in like entertainment and sports and all that stuff that we're pushing forward, like uh, this person's a farmer by trait, and um, yeah. there's no call for diversity there. <laughs> like, uh, just imagine this individual's like. I'm, I'm, I feel like a woman. I'm a woman now. Yeah. And it's like looking around in the cornfield, like shit, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to strap on my skates. <laughs> right. Just, just send us the wheat. And then uh, yeah. we, we don't care what you got in between your legs. Yeah. Amen. Uh, As it you know what? Be. While we're talking about diversity, we'll, we'll wrap up on this. So I know you're not a big sports guy, but the something really pissed me off because I am an Eagles fan. I will fan. say, in, in fairness, okay. ever since the COVID vac started dropping them dead, I've been watching sports a lot more lately. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, why do they not have betting odds on that? You know, <laughs> right. you get it, you bet on everything else. Why can you not bet on if, a, if someone's going to drop dead from the, the vacation during the game? That's you right. should be. <laughs> I would bet on a lot of basketball games. Yep. But Eagles, go Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. We have a black quarterback named Jalen Hurts. The Kansas City Chiefs have a black, I guess, mixed quarterback named Patrick Mahomes. There has been no shortage of dickhead sports beat writers and articles written about how this is the first Super Bowl with a quote-unquote black-on-black quarterback pairing in the history of the game. Who gives a fuck? And it's probably not true, is it? Probably not true, but I don't. I even mean, if it is, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I, there's probably at some point got to be uh, some replacement that came in. Or, you know, it probably is not true, but give I, me like I, two all black hockey teams going against each other or swimming leagues or something like that. Like that would be something worth making the news. I think that would be. I think they called that Cool Runnings Two, and it's being produced by Disney. I'd watch it. 
It would probably be uh, woke and suck, but I'd watch it. That'd be terrible. I would also watch it. The mighty, the, the mighty ducks too. Um, <laughs> the mighty black swans. So <laughs> I, my thing about this is pissed me off. The mighty Number blacks. One, Sorry. The mighty, just to leave it at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would never have thought of it. First off, I would never in a million years have put it together or noticed that there were two black quarterbacks playing. The reason for that is because I am not a racist and it seemed obvious that uh, these players deserve to be there, right? They played all year. Uh, I guess they're black, but right. it's not like there's there's not like there's no black players in the league. And also, I would have presumed that this would happen at some point. So it's not surprising. It's not something to make note of. And who gives a shit? Do you think that it is vastly more racist for people to take note of this shit? Yes. Then it is to like, simply good job. have we no got one. clue. Yay, you guys did it. Good job. Yeah, is, is that what you want? And more so, like the only thing I can think of is that, uh, what's, what's his name? The dude who knelt or whatever. Oh, Colin Kaepernick. I fucking hate Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. His whole fucking like Netflix documentary or series or whatever that he was in uh, where he's comparing uh, the NFL to the slave trade. Um, huh. because they, they line up and then they come through and they, they check us out and make sure blah, blah, blah. like, okay. And then you get paid billions of dollars after right. that. Um, <laughs> like you can't have it both ways. The NFL can't be the slave trade. And then us also praise the NFL for putting a black person in a certain position. Like, is right. it the, if it's the slave trade, it's like, great. You're the house slave at that point. Right. Like, good job. You got the high spot. Um, but, uh, you're still a slave according to Colin Kaepernick. So just pick a lane, stick to it. Yeah, I, dude, I agree. I I can't stand the fact that he still has any relevance, personally. I think that it's one thing. Number one, Colin Kaepernick would have never taken this stand and become this, this uh, cultural lightning rod slash spokesperson for black rights if he was any fucking good at football. Yes. <laughs> that much is clear, right? If yep. he had not been cut from teams, if he hadn't been benched for playing like shit, right? He had one season where he played well because people didn't know what to make of him, right? Then he sucked mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl and then he was terrible. He would not so he was be benched and then he was shit. like, while I'm down here, I might as well take a knee and get yeah, some fame for it. <laughs> yeah, literally. They, they, he, he, didn't, he wouldn't have said shit until he got cut and now this was his way to stay relevant and try. He used it mostly to try to pressure his way back into the league to get somebody to hire him again and be like, it's racist, they don't want me. It's right. because I'm so outspoken to try to get some stupid team to be like, to virtue signal and bring him back. Thank God it hasn't worked. Unfortunately, Netflix, and it's probably like Obama's dickhead production company that produces his stupid show. Unfortunately, they're still down the mode of, you know, let's make the wokest crap and right. fall for the grift. And that's all it is from Kaepernick. It's a fucking grift. Yeah. And again, I will say all this stuff has forced me to watch more sports than I ever intended to. So at least their, their, their marketing strategy is working on us dorks over here that don't care yeah. at all because, uh, it's fun to watch people fall down. It's fun to watch uh, people scream about racism sometimes. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm here for it. Do you I'm not going to watch it until the aftermath, but I'm here for do it. Do you feel that watching sports has uh, made your penis larger and your testosterone higher? No, it's made me more insecure and made me. I, I bought a Hummer yesterday, actually, oh, and nice. I'm driving that down to compensate for my love of sports.
Did you go with uh, yellow or bright neon green in that? <laughs> I went for hot pink, actually. Chill, you know that I'm real, real secure in my sexuality. <laughs> nice. I, that's, that is the way to do it. All right, Dan, this has been awesome, man. It's good to, it's been too long since we got on the show together. Absolutely. And uh, I think this is maybe the second time you've been on the, the show proper. Hey, I had you on for something a while ago. I can't remember what it was. but I've anyway. been in and out of Lines of Liberty throughout. I've, yeah, I've always been true. here he working behind the scenes. Several times. That's right. It was good. And, and Dan did. Yeah, that's right. Dan did uh, hilariously host the uh, the transition show when Mark right. decided to leave us. <laughs> when Lines of Liberty transitioned into whatever this gay shit is now. Yeah, that's right. The gayest. <laughs> Number one uh, OG uh, homosexual libertarian anarchist podcast. I, I, I was the doctor that helped you transition, even though you yes, were still and, just and a baby podcast. It's going podcast. just as well as the Finnish <laughs> skater. The new lines of liberty is off to a start. We've fallen and we can't get up off the turf without the help of a 65-pound lady. All right, you 65-pound <laughs> lady, help us out by telling us where people can find you, see you, and also, of course, you know, promote the fact that you do all the, the a lot of the video work and some of our best-known anarchist commercials have come from you and uh, goulash media i do a lot of things first off thank you so much for having me it's been too long uh, since we fell off from rick and morty and south park and all that stuff we need to get back into that for sure but thanks for having me you can find me at the system is down.tv for the podcast and all the podcast links and all that stuff i'm most active on twitter at tsid pod and uh, you can find i don't know the media stuff the film stuff all that you can find a lot of it at, on youtube at the system is down but you can also Look up goulashfilms.com if you're interested in that. It's a lot of wedding videos because that's that's my well, real naturally. my main hustle. But uh, it, it's it's evening out to where it's becoming more of this liberty shit, and I'm here for it. So I hope yeah. so, man. Well, I and mean, again, you know, Spike Cohen's great commercials. You've done those. You helped Jeremy Kaufman with his campaign. So and and you know that's something where. And, and I'll make this this brief because uh, you know we're, oh, we're hitting about the tell hour. me tell but, me all about all my amazing things. Well, no, but what <laughs> I had, I had been advocating, I was talking to to uh, to Reed Coverdale and uh, had him on the show. And by the way, you know, hello, I, we've been doing some ads and we sponsored Reed's show this week. So any of you that are that came over here from Reed's show, hello, hello, thanks for joining. I made us. Reed too. I made him look into it. Oh, did yeah. you? Nice. No, no his uh, his intro video. The, no, I made him. Oh, you just made him out uh, of. I'm out the of shadow. I'm the shadow. Reed Coverdale. There's a story there, but uh, <laughs> we won't get into it now. Go on. <laughs> I'm desperate to hear it. Um, but point being is, that I was talking to Reed about the fact that I think that the Libertarian Party National should stop supporting people. You know, giving the money to to run campaigns where they're probably going to do nothing but lose, suck shit, and die, and instead be fighting a cultural war and creating content like what you have been creating, you know, like what I've been prescribing to fight a cultural war that can be repurposed by people in regional races, right? By doing some simple editing, but say, look, we created these assets. If you're running for candidacy and, you know, feel free to take them, grab them, pay for it, do a media buy and use these assets. But Hire people like yourselves, hire creatives to create something that is going to grab people and cut through and make people think and become inspiring. And make I think art. that's going to have make, a, make a, art, make something that right. people want to see, not something exactly. that's just a message. It's the same fucking thing as like Christian art culture that I grew up in. Yep. Like, is your message coming before the art? Then don't make the art. Just give the message. If you're yep. going to put it together, then the art has to come first. Fucking and, A, man. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully... Our pleas will be heard, and the Libertarian National Party will put more emphasis on art. And, of course, with you being a part of that and with me being a part of that. Kumbaya, my lord. Absolutely. Kumbaya.
All right, that's it, guys. For me, Brian McWilliams from Dan Smots at The System is Down. From the Lions of Liberty and from Mean Age Daydream, keep those electric eyes on me, babe, and keep that ray gun to my head. Peace.